Um, they get caught up with the buzzwords. They get caught up with the fancy graphics of the people with the big arms and the weights, and they're just like, man, that guy's looking jacked. That's good. I'm going to take a couple scoops of this, and I'll be well on my way to bench pressing 400 pounds. Oh, do not. There is no try. What you do right now makes a difference. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you, you can't do it. If you want something, go get it. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 004. It's Ant-Man Cini, the host for today and all future episodes. Um, today, we're going to talk about supplementation and a couple of questions that I normally get or have gotten a lot in the past and just a couple of things that I want to cover that I think can help you when you are deciding whether or not you should purchase a supplement or if you need to be supplementing your diet with your health and fitness goals. And so I'm going to go over a couple of these questions and, you know, at least my experiences and my insights onto these particular questions. And additionally, I'm going to give you a little bit of a checklist for if you're deciding to purchase a supplement or before you do purchase to make sure you're, you're, you're doing the right thing, you're buying the right product, and or if you even need it. So with that said, let's jump right on in, guys and girls. All right, what is up, guys? It's Ant, again, Mancini. And supplementation is one of those things that I think a lot of people get confused about or are misled by a number of things like mass media, um, influencers, the news. Just there's a bunch of... I think, fallacies out there when it comes to supplementation and whether or not it's a good thing and if most people need it. (sighs) Supplementation, right? All right, here are a couple of the questions that I've been asked over time by clients, family members, and friends, and we're just going to just kind of blow right through these. This might be a shorter episode, but I just want to give you this information so you can go and make a better informed decision before purchasing supplements or deciding if you need to supplement at all. So the first question is, can supplements make up for a crappy diet? I've been asked this a lot in the past and sometimes in the presence, present, not presence. <laughs> and I've been asked it in a variety of ways. And the, the blanket answer is no. Supplementation won't make up for a poor diet because the fact of the matter is, at least in my mind, and I'm sure in a lot of other health professionals, that supplementation isn't there to make up for a poor diet or to help you reach your goal faster or act as a shortcut. It's essentially the icing on the cake, meaning you should already have good, strong nutrition habits in place, and it can just be an extra source of help. It can act as a catalyst to to further push you along, but the truth is that it won't be an effective shortcut for anybody. Um, and I'm not talking about steroids. We're not going to dive into that. That could be a whole nother podcast episode. I think a lot of people think sometimes they, they push the two together. They think supplementation. They see these crazy athletic or jacked people uh, on social media, and they immediately jump to steroids and thinking that it's an end-all, be-all. We're not going to touch on that. I'm talking about just general supplementation, vitamins, minerals, um, post-workout, pre-workout things that you can purchase in a store, um, you know, GNC, Amazon, uh, bodybuilding.com, all of these places. And uh, so for to kind of circle back to the, the question at hand, think of supplementation as the icing on the cake 
you need to first understand general nutrition, what works for you, your body, your goals, and then from there, deciding whether or not you even need supplementation. And this is jumping ahead, but I'm going to talk about kind of who can benefit from supplementing their diet and their health goals. Um, And then I'm not going to say like who should stay away from it. Let me preface with this is that I'm not a doctor, right? So consult a doctor or a registered dietitian before you do anything or purchase any supplements or decide that you think you might need one, you know? I, I'm putting that out there. This is just my experiences with, um, how, uh, you know, purchasing and, and experimenting with different supplements. So just keep that in mind, you know. And then it says that on every single product you might ever purchase. Uh, <laughs> it says consult a a die a doctor <laughs> or a dietitian, physician before taking this. You know, make sure you're healthy. You don't have any other issues. It, all those things are on a disclaimer. But anyways. No, supplements can't make up for a crappy diet, and this is just coming from years of experience being a trainer, working with different people, trying different things myself, Um, and there's just tons of research out there, too, that kind of proves that fact, you know, and it's the same thing with a diet, you know, you're not going to be able to outwork a poor diet, working out seven times a week for the most part. So let's move forward, because that was a little roundabout, but... The next question would be that I've also been asked a couple of times um, who should use supplements, uh, and it's been asked to me or phrased in a way such as like, uh, do I need this supplement or should I take this pre-workout or or, or, or which protein powder is, r- is really going to help me the most build muscle? So I've been asked in a variety of ways, but I'm going to keep it more general and focus on you know who will benefit the most from supplementation, right? Again, I'm not a doctor or a registered dietitian, so before consuming or even purchasing a supplement of any kind, check with your doctor or dietitian if you have one. I'm assuming you're all very smart, intelligent adults, so please do that. I'm really kind of addressing generally healthy people that don't have any ailments, I'm assuming maybe you aren't taking any medications or not anything that would potentially have a negative interaction. Um, again, check with a doctor. I'm just talking to healthy people in general. So there are a lot of different products that have been researched thoroughly over time and ones that can help athletes, um, general fitness goers, <laughs> um, a lot of different uses for different people, right? Like creatine monohydrate. It's probably one of the most researched supplements that's out there. Uh, you can find so much information online if, if you research that particular supplement and its benefits, um, some also detriments to using it, though, although I don't know that there are many. Um, it's Again, it's one of the most researched ones, so it can be super helpful in reaching your fitness goals. Again, I think you need to think about what are your goals and where are you at now? How experienced are you with exercise? Are you just beginning? Are you further along? Are you somewhere in the middle? You know, you have to consider this before jumping in into Amazon and just loading up your cart with a bunch of products that are saying that you will lose 40 pounds or you're going to gain 10 pounds of muscle. You know, don't get caught up by the buzzwords. Think about this 
very strategically. And if you're not sure because you're new, maybe get some advice from either a doctor or a registered dietitian, or you can go online and just do your own research and try to find very well-vetted articles and information. Um, there's two places that I will mention in the next question that are very helpful in vetting whether or not a particular company will be useful. All right, so there are many products out there. How do you know which is right for you, right? So two resources that I'm, I'm gonna immediately jump to. Number one is Consumer Lab. It is a private, private publisher of reviews and independent test results on health, wellness, and nutrition products. So there, there's a lot of good information through them, and you can probably find any product you're looking for on their site and really get a good idea of you know whether or not it's the right fit for you or if it's a safe product. Um, and the second source is actually two other organizations. One is the USP, which is the United States Pharmacopoeia, and the other is the National Science Foundation, or NSF, right? Which are both inter, in, independent, <laughs> interdependent, into, in, in wow, I cannot speak. It, they're both independent, non-governmental organizations that evaluate and confirm the identity, strength, and purity of supplements. So these are really good. Definitely want to check out both of those for potential resources when you're figuring you're just trying to determine whether or not a product is worth purchasing um, and that's actually going to end up leading me to my checklist right so there's a general checklist that i have before i purchase any supplement and this has worked for me in the past and it's on an exhaustive list but it's definitely worth looking into so there's only four things on there right now. I'm sure it'll grow in time, but number one is check the nutrition label on the back of the product, right? It seems commonsensical, but a lot of people don't know to do that or they don't know what to look for. Um, they get caught up with the buzzwords. They get caught up with the fancy graphics of the people with the big arms and the weights, and they're just like, man, that guy's looking jacked. That's going. I'm going to take a couple scoops of this, and I'll be well on my way to bench pressing 400 pounds so uh look for the supplements that list exact dosages of each ingredient right so this is a general rule i try to follow there's a lot of products out there that when you get on the back they might list the amounts of certain ingredients but not everything and then at the bottom it'll say proprietary blend 3800 milligrams of blah 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 but doesn't list the line ingredients and how much is in there. So the general rule of thumb, I avoid products that have proprietary blends unless I truly trust the product and have vetted them um, through a number of sources like reviews, the NSF, USP, all of that. So again, just look for products that list the exact dosages of each ingredient, each active ingredient that's in the product, right? That's super, super important. So check that nutrition label, get comfortable with reading that, do some research on you know understanding what you're looking at. Second one is going to be read the inactive ingredient section of the nutrition label, right? This is typically at the bottom of the label in much smaller text. Uh, just my rule for this is not to die, dive too deep into this because there's a lot that you can look into, a lot of chemicals that most people aren't going to understand. There's a lot of chemicals that I don't even fully understand, I'm not aware of. What I look for is an excessive amount of artificial coloring agents. And I also look for just an excessive amount of inactive ingredients. And if I see anything that kind of looks off to me, I'll do my research to figure out what that is, why that's in there. Um, so generally, if you find a product that has maybe like two or three inactive ingredients, that's 
probably going to be a safer product in the long run. So that's something to definitely look into as well. I don't think a lot of people think about that. Actually, that's something to look into with food products uh, as well. So check out those inactive ingredients at the bottom of the nutrition label. The second one is look for a USP and NSF stamp of approval. This is not on a lot of products that I've personally seen, but they are out there. And the USP and the NSF are what I just previously mentioned. That's the United States Pharmacopoeia and the National Science Foundation, which are both going to be super helpful in determining whether or not that product has been confirmed, uh, the identity of the product, right? The ingredients, the strength and the purity of those ingredients in those supplements. So those are good stamps. If you see them on there, that's typically probably a better product, safer product. It's probably got better reviews. Um, I, I generally try to look for those um, on a lot of vitamin and minerals at least. And then the last item on the checklist before purchasing a supplement is to search for reviews on various platforms. I've done this in the past and I still do this today. Uh, I'm kind of a creature of habit, so I tend to stay with you know, something that I've found that works for me. I tend to stay with my products. I'm pretty uh, loyal to my brands and once I found something I like. But when I'm looking for something new or trying out a new product, which isn't that often, I will go and check a few major retailers like Amazon, GNC, bodybuilding.com, and a couple of the vitamin places. I will just go on their websites, and if I'm looking at one particular product, I'll look at it across all of these uh, different retailers and try to look for consistency in the reviews. So that's what I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see if they all say that this is a five-star product and all the customer reviews are, are pretty good. And on the same, I'm looking at what I actually really look for first is I go to see if there's a lot of negative reviews. And even if there aren't a lot of negative, like one or two, three star reviews, I'll go to look at whatever there is. If there's like maybe a handful of one or two star reviews and I'll read them because that'll be, that'll typically provide insight into something that a lot of people don't tend to, they overlook, right? Those one or two star reviews could be something like crazy. Like, Oh, I took this product, my heart, Right, skyrocketed it, and I just ended up passing out. I went to the ER. Avoid this at all costs. I'm just dramatizing, dramatizing, wow. I'm just being dramatic uh, with this to make a point. But the reason why I look at that is because it's just an added precaution, and then I will do further research using the other resources to kind of play devil's advocate to my own statement, although I'm looking at these negative reviews, keep in mind you don't know the full extent of that situation or that person that's taking that product. You don't know if they had conditions, excuse me, medical conditions, or they were on medications that interacted. Maybe it was just a bad review because they had a bad experience. So just keep that in mind. Search the reviews on these different platforms. Do your research. So those are only three of the questions. I've definitely gotten more. I maybe I'll do a future episode. This is going to be a shorter one today. But the three questions you know I covered are: Can supplements make up for a crappy diet? No, they can't. You have to have a good, solid exercise routine in place, strength training. Quote hint hint. I would recommend that. And then also have a good, good nutrition habits in place that work for you. That is going to provide the best results in the shortest amount of time. And uh, over the long haul, just eating well and fueling yourself properly, having that right balance of macronutri- macronutrients is going to make a much larger difference than what supplements you're taking. Who should use supplements? Number two, right? Just to recap on that, speaking again to just strictly generally healthy people with 
Um, no issues. Uh, not a doctor, again, or an RD, so consult them. Uh, I think healthy people in general who have been exercising for a good long period of time, have very good nutrition habits, and are looking for an added boost, they could definitely look into a variety of products. I mean, there's there's a number of natural products that they could check out um, that are very organic. There's pre-workout, I, although I don't really typically recommend pre-workout products for everyone just because there's products with high caffeine levels and it's not really necessary for, for certain people, but um, to each his own. Um, creatine monohydrate is awesome for athletes of all types, powerlifting, bodybuilding, um, just sports in general. It can be super effective. Um, but yeah, you have to know what your goals are for that particular question to um, to kind of wrap that one up. Know your goals, know what you need. See if you have any deficiencies, if you're not getting enough uh, nutrients through the diet, because um, just not everyone is. And some people might say, oh, we'll just go eat more food and do that. It, it's not really that simple for most people. Um, for one reason or another, they can look into kind of uh, balancing out their diet with a certain supplementation. But again, it's not a cure-all. Again, not a cure-all. Diet, nutrition, those are way more important. This is just icing on the cake. Uh, question number three, there are so many products. How do I know which one is right for me? Again, you have a bunch of resources. Check out Consumer Lab. Check out the USP and the NSF. These are all great organizations to give you an idea of the safe, healthy, well-ranked products um, that you know will be right for you. Um, and my little checklist, just to recap that, check the nutrition label, find products that list all of the exact dosages for each ingredient, and avoid proprietary blends unless you trust that company product. Number two, read the inactive ingredient section and try to avoid excessive amounts of artificial coloring agents. Number three, look for that stamp of approval from the USP and the NSF. And number four is search those reviews look at amazon bodybuilding.com gnc and vitamin shop world and just check out major retailers in general doesn't matter it doesn't have to be those specific ones but look for reviews then look for consistency in those reviews that has always been helpful for me in the past to avoid crap products all right guys that is it for today this was difficult say the least i'm not all here (laughs) and i don't really know why i'm actually drinking a celsius right now which for those of you who are curious, I'm not sponsored by them, but Celsius is a sparkling, I don't want to call it an energy drink because I don't really think it it, kind of sits on that same tier, but it has um, some natural caffeine in here and it's a nice little wake up boost. Not a whole lot of crappy ingredients either. You can check it out for yourself. I have tried a lot of pre-workouts and energy drinks and I have never had an issue with Celsius and it's not um, excessive either. So check that out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Today's been, today's been tough, but hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, oh man, drop me some love. Let me know if I just sounded like a rambling idiot or if you actually got some value from this. And if you did get value, let me know what other topics you would like to hear in regards to supplementation and diet. I I really love to hear from you guys. I'm doing this stuff for you because right now there's not a whole lot of listeners and this is small time, small potatoes. So hope you enjoyed and I will catch you in the next episode. So uh, yeah, let the music take you away. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. You can always find all future episodes at itstotallypossible.com and there is no apostrophe between the I-T and the S. Catch you in the next episode.